When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Reality Radio for a really great future. We're talking real money. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Talking Real Money, your go-to show for going to retirement or going to a better future. We're going to get you to a better future here on this program by hook or by, well, I better not say crook because that's most of the industry. <laughs> Just don't call them the L word and you'll be okay. Oh, I know. I got in such yeah. trouble for that. Mm, okay. I did. I called one part of the financial services industry liars. Even though it's true, somebody got mad. <laughs> I'm not no. going to name names, mm. but somebody got mad. So, uh, you raise an interesting point before we go to the calls about, yeah. you said this about retirement. Most people think the show's about investing. Yeah. It's about the or future. Saving or whatever it is. It's about the future. It is about the future, but most investing should be about saving for your retirement. That is a people good have a, point, sir. People have a tendency to think, oh, I'm trading stocks to get rich. Well, to what end? Mm-hmm. Uh, you're probably not going to get rich trading stocks. <laughs> we think we can show you a pretty clear track record that that hasn't happened, but you should be setting something aside, building a long term portfolio at any age. Towards the day when you no longer have regular income, put it that way. So you're saying that everyone should practice purposeful investing. Ooh, investing with a purpose. What is the purpose? Think about the purpose. Are you just trying to make money to make money? What is it? A contest? No. What what, you're doing it for a reason. Find out what that reason is. Determine it's probably going to be retirement, and that helps you plan better when you know what the eventual purpose of the money will be. Well said. There we go. Now we're going to do something a little different. Rather than go to our topic du jour at the top of the hour, we have a which is a good one. I got to say, by the way, but okay, we got a lot of calls. Mm, okay. So we're going to get ahead. those in first because we hate to leave all these folks waiting like we've been. They have been. Yeah, yeah. Like Jeff has been waiting for a while, and he was so nice to call. Jeff, welcome to Talking Real Money. Hey, Jeff. Good afternoon, gentlemen. What's up? Thank you for fitting me in before the topic of the hour. What's up? Um, so I have a question for you guys. I wanted to give you about 30 seconds of background before my question. Sure. Um, so I've been following you guys, uh, following your advice for years, uh, recent, or maybe two years ago, my wife and I, um, now are, uh, customers. Oh, Vestry uh, clients. Vestry and, okay. Uh, yes. And, um, really believe with the, believe in the methodology and have learned, have learned a lot. And so, um, am appropriately skeptical of things that I hear on the radio, not, not this program, of course. Uh, but I've been hearing advertisements for organizations that do investing as well as long-term planning and tax and how to structure things so that when you're going into retirement, you can have 
um, you know, minim- minimize tax bills and kind mm-hmm. of have planning. And we're in our 50s, and that's the time to do that. And I know, and I, I never move my money, right? And obviously, they would charge an arm and a leg for that. But how would you gentlemen recommend putting together kind of a synthetic version of that, where we have you for the investments, and then we have other trusted advisors that can handle coordinating the tax planning, et cetera? That's Tom's yeah, so area of expertise. Yeah, uh, we. By the way, we do have we have CPAs we work with. We have estate planning attorneys we work with. We have people that are in the long term care insurance so, field. So we coordinate a lot of that. You, your your advisor is kind of your quarterback of this team, coordinating all of those bits and pieces. We do that for a lot of people. Okay. Excellent. I will get. I will give him a call. There you go. That's all. That's all you need to do, and they will help you coordinate it. Yeah, I mean, you raise a very good point, and that. It, thank you, first of all, Jeff, for working with us. Number two, that is raises a really good point. Is that there really isn't anyone who knows everything about everything? Mm-mm. We'd like to think so, and we have certified financial planners who know a little bit about everything. Right? They know a little bit about estates. They know a little bit about investing and insurance, all those things, but. You still, at the end of the day, oftentimes need somebody who's really totally immersed in that. Right. We have people that we've vetted. We have people that we've worked with. We have people we trust that we involve in our team so that you get that advice because it's critical, especially, as you said, when you're in your 50s and head towards your 60s. Yeah. You're really old. You, you need people who live, eat, and breathe it sometimes. You know, some of the yeah, more, the basic true. stuff your advisor can handle. Some of the more involved, really specific stuff came need, up this week. You need somebody who inherited really? a non-spousal inherited IRA. You know, if you're less than ten years, the, the the person who died and left you the money is less than ten years older than you. You don't have to use the ten year rule that was put in place in the Secure Act. I didn't. That's know that. what I read. I read yeah. that when that we had a discussion about that. It, it, it's really tax law, particularly. Just Good gets Lord. more complicated all the time. Not easier, more complex. 855 935 Talk. Give us a call, please. Tom and Don are talking real money. A second opinion could save your life either physically or fiscally. Let one of our Vestry advisors help you save your future at Vestory.com. V E S T O R Y.com. For your real life and real future, Tom and Don are talking real money. Hi, welcome back to our little get-together. I'm Don McDonald. Over there is Tom Cock. We're your hosts every Saturday for a live version of Talking Real Money uh, in the Seattle metro area that becomes a podcast for everybody else in America. Not just a podcast, a very popular podcast that continues to rise in the numbers and ratings. Wow, thank you yeah, we're, for listening. We're like we're, we're at 100,000 downloads a month now. And those can't be all me because I don't have that much time to just download, download, download. I, I, too I much work. I edit the darn thing, so I don't want to hear them again. Plus, plus the I fact really that I don't, don't. Know, I don't, I don't know how to download, right. so it's probably <laughs> worse. So. Uh, yeah. Once again, that number is 855-935-TALK, and we do have folks on the line, but we still have hmm. lines open for you, too, and a lot of time. Gus, you're up next. Welcome to Talking Real Money. Hey guys, so uh, I, I was listening to one of your podcasts, which you were just talking about, uh, from a couple of weeks ago, and, and I think uh, following that, you added uh, some ETFs to uh, your uh, your uh, site, talkingrealmoney.com, your your three fund solution or whatever. Yes, we did. And uh, I was I was comparing a couple of those, and um, I, I guess my, my wondering was, 
I guess there's some tax savings or something with the ETF versus the mutual fund. And it looks like the, the ETF, the ICOT, I think it was, it looks like it's about uh, double the expense ratio of like the KAX. I got to look. So I was wondering. If I got to look stuff up in the long run. Hold okay. on. So which, like okay. So which, which, which family are we talking about? I got to go. So this was the fidelity ones. The ITOT. Okay. The FSKAX. Oh, 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 oh. Okay. No, we're looking at, um, the, because the, we, with, with ETFs, we had to use iShares, um, the S&P total stock market ETF. Because there aren't there aren't e, there aren't a lot of great ETFs that will get you that where you can split U.S. and international. Remember, we give one the 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 Victor Tango, the Vanguard ETF, which is a global stock fund, holds about eighty eight hundred securities around the world. What we're trying to find is one U.S., one international, so that people could so do the you split. Could, you could do the split that way. And these were the best we could find. And you raised an interesting question here, Gus, about the tax treatment. So the way a ETF is structured, it allows the managers to move securities from one to the other without having to sell. So there's the cost. There's no the uh, the capital gains is then avoided inside the fund. So the the people that hold it don't face that the way they do in a mutual fund. So there is some savings there. Uh, but but that's a pretty dramatic difference in expense. Wait a minute, and I'm trying to thirty basis points. I'm trying to find which which one did you say was more expensive? I thought it was the ITOT was thirty basis. Points. No, it's no, it's three basis points. Three. Oh, three. Three. And then so what was the other one? One point one five basis points, or how do you? How Wait do you a minute. Which which was okay? Let's, then? The ITOT. The ITOT is three basis points. The IXUS, which is the international, is nine basis points. But he's comparing that to the Fidelity and I'm going to go back fund to the Fidelity, the fund which is FSKAX. Hold on, That's I, right. I just have to look all these up because I don't remember the current. Can't be a whole lot cheaper. Expense ratios F. Uh, let's see. That's the total market US at Fidelity. Come on, come on, come on. Uh, it is half the price. But we're talking about small one and a half basis yeah, points. <laughs> That's the reason. Not a lot of difference yeah, when it, it comes to the bottom line. Yeah, we're we're, the, we're this is the, a number that's so small as to be infinitesimally important. So you would still go with the ETF over the mutual fund if you were going to hold it in there for twenty, thirty years and keep contributing. If if I was starting from scratch, yes, sir, that's what I would do because. I have little or no chance, in fact, I have no chance of distributed capital gains. While with the Fidelity, you won't have much, you might have a little, and over time, that's going to add up to more more than likely, more than one and a half basis points. Are there just as many funds in that one as the KAX? Yeah. It's basically both. Just as many stocks. Yeah, stocks. Both of them are the total market. Just... Uh, they use S and P's total market, and I don't know who Fidelity uh, uh, emulates. But let me let, let me look. I can find out. Uh, yeah, you raise an interesting point. But again, at the end of the day, when you're talking about a one point five percent basis point difference, wow! I mean, that is uh, we're not talking about ten basis points or a hundred basis points we normally would be looking at. 
that is not much of a difference between those two security of securities is the way I'd put it. Yeah, we're getting into the such. Sure. I mean, it's one of the reasons why we don't. Yeah. We we don't. People are saying, "Well, why don't you recommend the Fidelity Zero funds yeah. that have zero? Mm-hmm. Because okay, so that they're a fraction of a teeny percent cheaper, but they also are an emulating fund. They don't actually own the, all the securities in the portfolio. Whereas, and and just so you know, there are thirty six hundred and twelve stocks. At Fidelity and thirty six hundred and four at iShares. I doubt those eight stocks are going to make that much difference. But they maybe they leave out Microsoft or something. No, I don't, no, maybe no. They, they both have Microsoft. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah they're, they're, you're okay. You're going to be okay, Gus. I appreciate it, guys. All right. Thanks so much for calling. We do Great appreciate question. that. Great yeah, question. Yeah, that's a good question. And we got in the weeds, and I'm thinking, <laughs> I, I put I put a fund in that was 30 basis points? Yeah, no, I was surprised. With an exchange-traded fund, that would be saying something. Now, there are actively managed yeah. ETFs that are, but, but not passive <laughs> i had my i was so worried i'm scrambling to start looking up the numbers but no it's three basis points uh 855-935-TALK kurt you're up next welcome to talking real money yeah hi guys hey kurt uh i appreciate your show first of all uh um, you. i like your uh, low cost uh approach uh, uh for investing with a few simple funds, either ETFs or index funds. My question is regarding uh, Roth IRAs. You guys may have spoken about this in the past, um, but I haven't heard. Um, I just wanted to get your opinion on the viability or effectiveness of Roth 401ks and rolling them at some point in time into Roth IRAs. And the other question concerning IRAs is backdoor Roth IRAs in case you make too much money. Um, any thoughts, I guess, first of all? Well, what are well, you looking to learn? Sec- yeah. Yeah, I mean, what, what, do you want to, what do you want to know specifically about them? Well, um, it's my understanding, first of all, with the Roth 401k, if you roll it out into a Roth um, IRA, you can avoid uh, RMDs, required minimum distributions. Um, is that an effective strategy, in your opinion, um, for some people? Well, it depends on your situation. Yes, I mean, it's always good not to have to pull any money out of a retirement account if you can avoid it, sure. Um, remember, though, it's still... Even if there was an RMD on a Roth 401k, which I'm not sure there there is. Okay. So um, you're not going to pay any tax on that money. So if you needed the money, you could balance between the other. We'll come back and talk yeah, about I, back I think, Roth. Uh, but that, but that first topic. question, I think, really depends on when you plan to use the money. If you just want to let it continue to grow tax-free past age, so I think they're still saying, is it 72 or 70 and a half? 72. 72. Yeah, I didn't know on the 401s because I'm still reading some weird stuff. Anyway, that's the old internet. Uh, it depends on how long you're going to leave it. Yeah, if you want to leave it forever, move it to the IRA. We'll be right back. Tom and Don are talking real money. Tom and I created Vestry to help everyone become a better investor, even those who will never be clients. Let one of our advisors help you start your financial plan or solve a money problem free with no obligation or high-pressure sales pitch at Vestory.com. V-E-S-T-O-R-Y.com. 
your guides to a really great financial future. Tom and Don are talking real money. That was a painless break. That was tiny. Uh, we're talking with Kurt about Roths, either Roth 401ks, Roth IRAs, or now we're going to talk a little bit about backdoor Roth IRAs. Tom, explain that a little bit. Well, here's the idea. I mean, if you're if you're an individual and you make more than $140,000, if you're a couple and you make more than $208,000 in adjusted gross income, you cannot contribute to a Roth IRA. The government will not allow you to do that. That's the cap. But there's a back door. There's a trick. You can have an IRA, make a non-deductible IRA contribution, and then immediately through the back door move that into a Roth. Now, here's the part that is important to pay attention to. If you have money in an IRA and you try to do this, you have to move a similar percentage of that money to the Roth and pay the tax on it because that's considered income. But if you've cleaned out your IRAs, you have no, you could still have 401ks. You could use the back, the regular IRA. You put the, in, in, I don't know how old Kurt is, the 6,000. I always forget the numbers, but six, uh, a six, lot. six, no, six, up, six to, up to 57 after 50. All right. So, so you could put either six or seven thousand dollars in the IRA that you immediately moved over to the Roth. Do I like that as a strategy? Sure. Because now you've, and by the way, this is one of the things that of the myriad being considered by Congress that they may get rid of because they think, well, this is a trick and people, well, it kind of is a trick. So it allows you then to make, to move money into a, a fund that's going to grow tax free. So do I like that as a strategy? Absolutely. Pay attention to make sure you don't have other IRAs that could, where you could have to move a, a percentage of that money over. Does that answer your question, Kurt? It does. I appreciate um, the answers for both. Uh, the rolling money from a Roth 401k to a, a Roth IRA and a backdoor Roth. I, I employ uh, the backdoor Roth right now because I'm con- you know, continuing working. And, um, yeah, Good for you. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. have to roll money into a, a regular IRA first before I roll it. Correct. You got to you, you do the you're over 50, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, $7, so $7,000 a year, I think is what 7,000 is what you can do and then you just you don't get a tax deduction, but you can move it right into a Roth and get tax-free growth, which is the same yeah. thing. It's, sure. And again, I think Tom's right. I think one of these days Congress is going to go, "Wait, wait, wait, wait. That's not what we meant to do." No. <laughs> you found, you found a roundabout way to do that, didn't that you? That and the, what is Peter Thiel's Roth, like $10 billion, whatever it is. I mean, they're going to clean up some of that stuff, too. Until <laughs> I think I read that they're going to make them take like all but like $10 million out or something. Who knows, though? There's so much pol- politicking yeah, that is going to go on in the process. On, you know, and maybe the capital gains capital rate's going to go up, and it's all that stuff. But thank you, Kurt, for the question. Thank you very so much. I think as long as tax policy is what it is, Hey, do it this year and January 1st. Do it next. I mean, if you have the money, immediately do it because it is a great strategy. The backdoor Roth. Sure. Why not? 855-935-8255. That's our phone number. 855-935-TALK. Just to let you know, in addition to calling us live on the show where you can talk to us on Saturdays, if you call that number after the show or when you're listening to a podcast, you can leave a question for us and we'll answer it on a future podcast. And how's our vlog cast going? vlog the video i don't know vlog. whatever you call it i know that I mean, it is called a vlog and i hate the term right. okay well uh, by the way you can go to youtube log. and type in talking real money see the 
plethora of uh, Ooh, topics we wow. cover. The, 500, yeah, the, 575 subscribers now. Not 575,000. No, no, 575. How many people live in the United we gotta, States? Like we, 320 million. Come we on. got a note on one of them. You know, people oh. can make comments on them. And uh-huh. here, I'll just okay. actually, I'll, I'll read you the note because. Okay. Uh, sure. He, he, his, his name is. Why do we have to create a channel just to leave a comment? <laughs> I don't know what that means, but he said, just wanted to let you guys know, I discovered your podcast because of your ads on the Clark Howard podcast. Oh, okay. I've listened to about a half dozen episodes so far, and I'm really enjoying the podcast. As you speculated in one episode, I came here to YouTube to see what you guys look like. <laughs> I hope it wasn't too big of a disappointment. Yeah, it probably was. Uh, podcast format works better for me because I can listen at work in the car and it doesn't require my eyes. It doesn't yeah, don't look at it you don't have to use my eyes, only my yeah, ears. Yeah. He said, I'm going to subscribe and give you a thumbs up, and I hope it helps. I hope oh, your channel you. podcast grows quickly. That was a very nice comment. Yeah, thank you. So don't look. Don't look. <laughs> don't look at us. Be just, better off. just listen. I tried to fight against the video, but they wouldn't listen. 855-935-TALK-CALL. Want a free copy of my book, Financial Physics? Well, go download it right now at Vestory.com, V-E-S-T-O-R-Y.com. Reality Radio for a really great future. We're talking real money. As we entered into this hour, this future podcast, we talked about the importance of planning for retirement that really should be everyone's number one investing goal is retirement because well, as we as we age as we 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 age better and we live longer if we keep retiring at similar ages to what we have in the past you're going to need an awful lot of money an awful lot of money so what are the odds that you are going to have enough money in retirement and how much are you going to need to live comfortably in retirement? And that's a question a lot of people ask and um, and to which they have some very strange answers. Well, most people, that that's the number one question they ask when they talk to us. Mm-hmm. Is uh, do I have enough, and will it will it survive? You know, will it ha- will it sustain my lifestyle as it is today? I uh, just had a lovely conversation with a, a couple this morning, and uh, she admitted that she has a serious Amazon habit that uh, she doesn't think she can conquer in retirement. So that's important. Well, you got to make sure I you can like fund that. You can fund yeah, the Amazon makes habit. Sense. Absolutely. So, they, so the, the smart people at uh, Bloomberg did a, a survey. And uh, they asked many of you. The, by the way, the people they surveyed have at least a hundred thousand dollars in investable assets. Oh, so 000. that so right there, that's where the yeah. survey starts. Oh. You got to have at least a hundred grand. So what did yeah. they ask them? What's the question? Well, they asked them <laughs> in order to enjoy to retire and enjoy decades of financial security. How much money will it take? How okay. much you got to have? And, uh, the and the survey says, is it, is it a, answer A, 300,000? Is it B, 750,000? Is it C, 1.7 million? Is it D, a miracle? You a miracle right. was That's, one of the, was one of the questions that, <laughs> they, that was one of the answers so. they gave them. Oh, they okay. gave, uh, and guess what? 46% of millennials, 45% of Gen Xers and 30% of baby boomers said a miracle. 
Yeah. D, a miracle. Uh, which is kind of silly. Sad. I think. Well, it's yeah, kind of sad. Uh, I think people, if you ask them on the street, that's it. I'll never retire, but you gotta, no, you gotta sit down and come up with a plan. But that's sad. But sadder yet is then they, they looked into the places that lead in the global retirement index. You know, places where people successfully quit their jobs and live out their lives. Oh, 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 we're talking about the places, like the list of best places yeah, to retire, that kind exactly. of thing. Exactly. Oh, okay. Yeah. And sometimes okay. that looks at this part of it all, but mostly mm-hmm. that looks at, are the things for you to do? How's the weather, et cetera, yeah. et cetera. But this is where right. people successfully okay. quit their jobs. Mm-hmm. United States, not in the top 10. Not well, in the top but 10. But we're also workaholics, too. Yeah, we like working. I keep working. Uh, number one. Number yeah. one? Well, should I count down from five or up? No, Which way do you want me to go? Start from number five. Okay, number yeah, five. Number five. Is yeah. Ireland. Ireland. Okay. Yeah. Well, you okay. got to drink beer. They got a lot of <laughs> I'm going to let you say that. Beer. And, number and four, whiskey. Great whiskey. I want to see what you're going to say to this one. Number four, uh-huh. Norway. Norway. Is that Lutfisk? I don't I don't know enough about the nice, Scandahuvians. Nice wool. Great okay. wool and oil. They have oil. I know yeah. because I rode the ride at Norway at uh, Epcot, and so I okay. learned all about mm-hmm. that. Now the ride you ride at Epcot is um, frozen. It's that cold? They <laughs> can make cold. it can chill yeah. it down that much? Yeah. Okay. No, the, the uh, number, uh, number three, Switzerland. Okay. Sure, okay, yeah. You always know what time it is in retirement, a yeah. lot of chocolate. I'm waiting for your bad jokes here. I'm trying to set okay. you up. Uh, number two, this did surprise me, Singapore. And there's a lot of, of, of singing that goes on in Singapore. It's a great, oh, great singing horrible. place. <laughs> yeah. And number one, uh, this plays upon your recent mention of Frozen. Number one is Iceland. Okay, Iceland is the one that's not frozen. Greenland is the Greenland. one that I know. is it's frozen. Why, they, why don't they fix that? I, I hate to go off on a rant it's, here, I'm tar- but that is outrageous. No, it's Come on. all Floki's fault. <laughs> Floki? Isn't it Flunky? No, Floki. Did you ever watch Vikings? Uh, no, I never saw Vikings. You never watched Vikings? I never watched Vikings. Oh, Sorry. Yeah. Floki. I watched he was like Entourage. In, he was the first Vikings. guy to Iceland, apparently. <laughs> In fictional Floki land. This looks like uh, Iceland. No, sir, there's no ice here. I said it's Iceland. Okay. Yeah. Eight five five nine three five. Talk is our phone number. Um, call us. <laughs> we still have a lot of time left. Eight five five nine three five eight two five five. Floki. I'm sorry. Tom and Don are talking real money. Is your portfolio a mess? You may have a case of hodgepodgeitis, but don't worry, we can help. Just set up a free, no-obligation meeting with a Vestory advisor at Vestory.com. No sales pitch, guaranteed. That's V-E-S-T-O-R-Y dot com. For your real life and real future, Tom and Don are talking real money. This, this is radio that can make a difference in the way you live your life. I'm Don. That's Tom. This is Talking Real Money. Thanks for being a part of it. And let's go back to those telephonic instruments that allow conversation between two people verbally. George. Or more. Welcome. Or more. more. George, welcome to Talking Real Money. Good afternoon, gentlemen. Thank you for taking my call. Glad to do it. I have a question regarding a dividend fund within the Vanguard group, and I'm hoping you'll uh, kind of clarify some logic. uh, I'm having a, a problem trying to come to a decision. With one of the dividend funds. 
Which one? I noticed that one of their uh, one of their dividend funds has only been in existence about three years, I believe. And if you need the lettering for it to identify it, it's V H Y A X. V H Y A X. It's the the high yield index, yeah. The high the dividend high dividend yield index. I think we just talked about this a week ago, but yes. Darn cheap. Darn cheap. It's uh, eight basis points. But this is not a type of mutual fund we'd recommend that you no, go we would to not. purchase. Why? Why would you? Why are you looking to buy this? I I, I know the reason, but I'm going to ask. Well, it would provide income. There you and go. I knew that was the answer. What I've seen, what it, what it's, what it has done this year since January, and even going back a full year from today. It looks to me like if I'm reading, if I read the graph right, it's generated well over 20% return. And right now I'm holding about $100,000 in the international fund, and it's not doing squat. I'm not impressed with it at all. Over what time? Wait, wait, wait. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Over what time period are you unimpressed with your international fund? Uh, Well, I've been in it now for about eight or nine years, I guess. Okay. And all I've got is the numbers that Vanguard. Oh no, no, I know, I know what the numbers are. I don't. I'm not disagreeing with your numbers at all. I just wanted to know the time frames that we are talking about, because what it sounds uh-huh. to me like you're doing is chasing performance. Chasing, exactly. not yeah. Let's talk about a couple of things that we do know when it comes to that. Number one academics that we trust that we think you should respect and listen to are going to tell you that any performance less than 10 years is noise number two a high dividend paying company is either seeing their share price come down because Mm -hmm. that makes the dividend yield higher or for some other reason they pay out a significant dividend generally all you've done is reduce your diversification we want you to be fully diversified among all asset classes and these stocks, I'd have to dig into a little bit and, for example, go see what's happened in times of stress but, well, when I, they may or may not be able to pay you. I can already tell you right now that the reason this Vanguard dividend fund and other high dividend paying funds have, have, past tense, have, this is so important that we use that word, not are or will, have. The reason it has done well over the past year, and it's done very well over the past year, is because Millions of people just like you are chasing dividends, trying to find a higher income way, a higher yielding way to invest. The problem is the risks associated with a high dividend paying fund are comparable, if not higher, than a total market index fund. Higher. It only has 412 stocks in it. The Vanguard Total World Stock Index has 8,800 stocks in it. This is, you are going the wrong direction. You, what you would be better off doing is getting rid of your international fund and your U.S. fund and buying an inter, a global fund so that they're all mixed together. But the fact of the matter is, if you had owned that international fund between 2000 and 2010, you would have you would have just been so thrilled that you owned it 
because that's when the U.S. market did badly. Well, for the past 10 years, the U.S. market has done extraordinarily well, and the international markets have not done as well. But we don't know what's going to happen in the next 10 years, which is why we believe that you have to believe the academic research that says massively diversify your portfolio, Look at it as one entity. Don't try to jump from one thing to the other because you're just chasing after winners, not leading. You can't know in advance who's going to be the winner. You've got to stop doing this or you're going to end up, you get into those dividend funds, sure shooting, they'll end up being bad performers too in the future. And just to finalize that thought, George, thank you for the call. The The reality is every person needs a portfolio, not a series of ideas. This is an idea that appears to be working right now, as Don said, might or might not work in the long haul. Everyone should be globally diversified, big, small, all those other asset classes, and not care about what's been best lately. And please stop watching CNBC. 855-935-TALK is our phone number, uh, and you can call that 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Dean, you're up next. Welcome to the show. Hi there. Hi, Tom. Hi, Don. Hey, Dean. Hey. So my question um, is that um, I am recently a new grandfather of a three-day-old three baby, and um, I'm looking at trying to set up a investment fund for her. Um, I'm, I've heard multiple different things from insurance policies to oh. um, <laughs> 29s to, um, to just putting it in the stock market. So I'm, I'm looking for some advice here. Well, now, first, before we get there, um, you're the grandfather of a three-day-old. Aren't Isn't it a lot easier to be the grandfather of a three-day-old than the father of one? Oh, absolutely. I just <laughs> loved her, and uh, it was so nice to just yeah. love on her and then uh, leave yeah. the room. So. And then, here, Mom, Dad, yeah. you get to hold her now. Um, okay, the, the life insurance thing, before we get to the others, I'm going to let Tom do the others. But what idiot suggested life insurance for a baby? That's the dumbest thing well, I've... It was actually more set up the life insurance for the parents. Why? Of the baby. Why? No, for the, so if the parents have no life insurance, I could see that. Yeah. But, in other words, pay for the life insurance that they don't have in case something happens to I them. I guess. Okay. But that makes sense. It's not a good investment, but... No, but if they don't, they should have insurance, of course, if they have a three-day-old child. Um, by the way, I had two of my grandsons over last night. It's the greatest joy in my life. Good. See, they have insurance. So insurance yeah, so is out, a, out, yeah. out, okay. out. I know a so lot then, of people buy this, like, Gerber stupid baby insurance, yeah. which is like, it's like, uh, okay, let me buy a lottery ticket on my child's death. That's kind of odd. Okay, so but then it comes down to what your values are. In my case, I have contributed regularly to my grandchildren's 529s because I value education. I'm hoping that they will get post-secondary educations, wherever it may be, and that I can help make that happen financially. If your values are, hey, I want to give them a head start on buying a house or buying a car or something other than that, then you could you could do a uniform gift to minor act, something like that, where you're putting the money in. When they reach age, they take the money out, they spend it. I again, this it's a personal preference. Uh, Don, what is our favorite five twenty nine right now? My five twenty nine dot com, which is Utah's plan, has great Utah, great choices, great age based options, very very inexpensive, really easy to ridiculously easy to set up. And the nice thing is, is you control the investments. 
you control what is done with them and you decide whether they get to even use them or not. Uh, so you're your totally money. in control. It's your money. Yeah. I would get a 529. I think that's absolutely the way to go. Because bear in mind, it's not just post-secondary education either. It could be uh, apprentice programs. It could be trade schools, all kinds of education. And everybody should get educated after high school. Set your course for a great future with a free copy of our 60-page Better Retirement Guidebook at Vestory.com, V-E-S-T-O-R-Y.com. Your guides to a really great financial future. Tom and Don are talking real money. And if you need help figuring out how to really build a a portfolio, a well-diversified portfolio, even if you were a do-it-yourselfer. We make our fee-only advisors available to anybody who asks, anybody anywhere in the country, at no cost, no obligation, no high-pressure sales pitch. Promise. Promise across my heart. All you need to do is go to vestory.com, V-E-S-T-O-R-Y.com, and set up an appointment, vestory.com. We hope you realize that the information provided on Talking Real Money is for educational and hopefully enjoyable purposes only. Providing personalized financial planning or investing advice takes time, so please consult with a really good fee-only fiduciary investment, tax, or legal advisor. We know a good one. Investing must always involve risk. In other words, you can and probably will lose money at times. Also, as much as you want it, no one can accurately, consistently predict the future. So past performance doesn't tell you a darn thing about what the future will bring. Unlike many other programs that say something similar, Talking Real Money is not trying to get you to buy or sell any financial products or securities. Instead, the program is provided as a public service by Vestry, a fee-only registered investment advisor. Thanks for listening, and please visit TalkingRealMoney.com for more information and disclosures. That should keep the lawyers happy.